Keycard presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Some of the scariest thoughts are intrusive thoughts. They creep into our mind and cause more damage than anything in the physical world. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we have a special guest. He is a comic writer and a screenwriter. His latest project, Intrusive Thoughts, is just finishing up a very successful Kickstarter campaign. We're actually in the final hours as we speak to him. Needless to say, it's done quite well. And uh, we're going to be talking with him today about the book, Intrusive Thoughts. Welcome to the program, Anthony Stokes. Thank you so much. And that was a fantastic intro. Vincent Price-esque. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you very much. So, Anthony, Intrusive Thoughts, this is your this is your fourth Kickstarter campaign, correct? Mm-hmm, yes. And it is your most successful. So I'm guessing after these first three ones that you've had, you, you took a lot of everything you learned from those and really made this the best, most lucrative Kickstarter for you today, correct? You know what's beautiful is honest if I'm being well the answer is yes but let me also say like having a bad catalog helps so much like if I did this if if I took away all the rewards the previous rewards I it probably wouldn't be my best campaign but we have a bad catalog which is beautiful residual income so I'll say that pushed us over a little bit let me say that yeah definitely I could see that with yeah having all those uh, issues of decay that you could offer and everything that's fantastic now I think you also had mentioned that uh this was the first campaign where you actually really got heavily involved with social media compared to the previous ones? No, uh, my second campaign ah, was. Okay. Right. And that was interesting because Twitter spaces were like was, came around and the community started interacting with each other crazy. So you had a bunch of creators like, hey, you know, back not doing back per backs per se, but it was a lot of like go community. Right. Yeah. So I, that was my best campaign, but it wasn't sustainable. And then my third campaign, I was I was just exhausted. Like, I'm exhausted now, but I have more energy than I did then. And then so now I'm combining the community with having the energy to promote. And then that's why we're getting the, the results. Oh, fantastic. So tell us about Intrusive Thoughts, the, the story itself, and where the idea came from. Absolutely. So the story is that there's an orphan. He suffers from anxiety, depression. He has migraines, night terrors, sleep paralysis, and one day his sleep paralysis team invites one of his classmates. So it's a mystery as to how that happened and what happened to his parents. Yeah, and so what was the inspiration for the story? You know what's so funny is this was a very unique project because I think from like concept to PDF, like, yeah, concept to PDF, I think this took four months, which is incredibly short time. And the reason why I made this was because I wasn't getting the reception that I wanted from publishers. So it kind of put me into an overdrive mode creatively. And as such, I have forgotten a lot of the process as far as what the inspiration was. Some inside baseball, my other series, Decay, is very literal. It's it's very visceral. It's very literal. This, I wanted to do something that was more metaphorical and and offered a lot more opportunities for storytelling that was metaphorical so doing a story about dreams and nightmares and stuff made a lot of sense didn't really answer your question but 
think it was a little bit of jigsaw. But he got in there again, like uh, you know, uh, sometimes when you're working on a project and everything you go through it, it's at some point your brain goes, "The project always was," and that's what yeah. it becomes. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm really proud of myself for being able. That's also why I was so exhausted. So I'm, I'm making that around the time I'm making the case three. So I'm just, I'm just beat. And to see the, you know, see the hard work pay off is great. And then be, be able to, uh, you know, also was great was being able to have two completely different teams working individually with each other, so that I can make. I think I had four comics illustrated last year. That's a really good clip. You know, was important. Absolutely, you're getting into the Zdarsky levels of productivity, which. I mean, I love that for you. I barely leave the house. Like today's yeah. a pants day because we have company. But other than that, it's pretty much I can very much empathize with the insomnia and nightmares of your character, but not the productivity that you have. So thank you. <laughs> the productivity. <laughs> people ask, you know, it's so funny as people like ask me like, oh, man, you'd be grinding. And like, how do you do it? Like, I'm just always tired. Like, I'm always <laughs> I am always freaking tired. But, you know, what's funny is I feel like I, I haven't made enough process, which is, you know, like it's I've been doing it for a year and a half. So it's not, you know, I guess that's like I'm putting a, a, a carrot on a stick for myself at that point. Like I'm just chasing that essentially, but I don't know. I just want to, I just want to be great, you know? So that's what, that's what keeps me going. Oh, definitely. The the goal for getting better and becoming great. That's, that's a great motivation. And you're out there and you're just putting out as much as you can. And you seem to be like a go-getter, even to the point where you put on your Twitter today, if everything goes right this year, I'll be adding comedian slash actor to my bio. So have you, you got more plans on the plate, eh? Yeah, you know, it's, and whenever somebody say like is active on my Twitter, I get kind of nervous. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, what did they see? Like, oh, don't worry, it was all good this time. It was all, it was good. all good stuff. Yeah, no, you know, and uh, no, I, I've been called a prolific Twitter user, which I think is very, very generous. My Eagles lost the Super Bowl last weekend. So I've been in a very bad mood, to be honest. So I've, <laughs> it's been a pretty, some angry, not angry at anybody in particular, but just kind of angry tweets lately. But no, um, I've worked, this is obviously a horror series. And my first series, Decay, was a horror series. And I just feel like I can't wait to stretch my comedic chops. So I might be making like a video. I'm working on a comedy series right now. And I feel like because of the medium itself, like when you think about, a movie a movie like how how many tools the medium of a movie or tv has to make you laugh there's like visual there's audio there's all kinds of stuff and when you look at a comic book it's just text and expression so i feel like there is a void from my perspective for comedy writers i don't think the best comedy writers are in comics truthfully you know so i'm like there i look at it like a, a a gap in the market yeah, well, that's the thing with visual, like audiovisual mediums, like TV, movies and stuff, you hear them deliver the joke and everything like mm -hmm. that. But comics is the one medium where the reader has the power in the sense that they can read the book whatever way they want. And so because of that, they might not get the joke. So, yeah, totally. I get that, man. I think about how many great comedians there are that just are funny just with timing, like literally just the way that they stilt their language, the way they, like, you're losing that. It's so hard. You think of the yeah. Chris Farley's, the Robert Downey Jr.'s, the Will Ferrell's, like, it's so hard. And so, like I said, yeah, that's something I want to do. And I think it's going to be a beautiful contrast. And, and, you know, I love, I love horror. I love the genre of horror. But if you're walking past my table and all you see is just murder and death and you like, you know, lighter stuff, 
then I'm not gonna be able to sell to you as easily. But if I have multiple genres, even multiple mediums on my on my table, if I have a, a manga, if I have, um, you know, a comic book, uh, a DVD, or what have you, it's going to be way easier to potentially convert a customer. Definitely. So, are you traveling to any shows right now, where we'll be getting a chance to see what's on your table? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Virginia, so I'm in the Norfolk Hampton area. I don't know, uh, basically Virginia. Yeah, so Virginia is great because it's like kind of in the middle of the East Coast. I'll go as far as North Carolina, and I'll go like south, and I'll go as far north as like Maryland. So I'm I'm in a nice little cushy area, so where I can go to these cons, and I don't have to. And I got family. I got family in basically close to dc like 30 minutes outside of dc so i'm in a really good spot so i try to i try to do as many cons as i can that's cool we have a large one coming up here in toronto it'll be my first con since all of the things happened the through the panda bear so i'm looking forward to either picking up a ton of stuff or just uh freaking out and going to drink at uh the bar next door we'll see what happens i'm excited i'm getting more into because i used to go to cons by myself man my first con was horrible so i had i i didn't know what artist alley was like i'm not an artist so i'm gonna get artist so i get a i get a vendor table i get an exhibitor table which is two feet wider and then all i have is decay the standard cover um because the retro cover was supposed to come in and i i got it on the day i got it on the day so i couldn't get it to my tables and then i had a poster of the cover and then i had stickers so I have this on an eight foot table. So I'm trying to spread it out, you know, to like take up as much room. As yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of white space on that table. I didn't have a tablecloth. And I, I just went into it. I was really overwhelmed. I just went into it like this is going to suck, but I'm going to learn, you know. Yeah. And then a, a lot of cons I was going by myself and I, I wasn't really networking because I can't leave my table. Now people have gotten more invested. So it's a lot more rare for me to be at a con by myself. You know, it's, it's been a while. And then what's even better is I have friends that I'm going to these cons with, you know, I went to Baltimore Comic Con and uh, I met uh, Charlie McElvey, Pat Shand, Armin Nassim, like these, these guys I know over Twitter. And it was like, honestly, one of the, one, it, it was a hard, it was a hard weekend and a great weekend. Cause I don't know, like, I'm not from the city, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> maybe maybe let's say suburbs. So like, you know, this, the city streets are so thin. Um, I had to park at a parking garage, like a mile and a half from the con place. So I had to, I had a dolly that was too short. So I'm like leaning, like the dolly would have been for somebody that was like a foot shorter than me. So I get in this thing and my back hurts, (laughs) like my feet hurt, but you know, you know, I got the the adrenaline kicks in, and then you start drinking, and then you know you have a, you have a good time. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the convention life is something that you definitely have to get used to. I remember, yeah. you know, my first con, and uh, yeah, it was definitely killer. And uh, yeah, now I'm just thinking about having to go back there now. Oh dear God, I don't think I'm ready for. It. I'm gonna have to do uh, a lot of exercising before the next con. But uh, aside from uh, conventions and comics and Everything else you got going on. You've also launched a YouTube channel, Super Comic Bros. Yes, you guys are locked in. <laughs> so, so with this, you, you're now doing uh, basically video essays on comics and pop culture, and some mm-hmm. podcasting as well. How has that experience been going for you? It's been going good. I actually had because I've always wanted to be, and it kind of goes back into like me personally. I want to be like a content creator. You know, like I love making comic books, but 
I feel like it gives me a competitive advantage if I can do video essays, if I can do comic books. There's a person that's on YouTube that, you know, on paper made millions of dollars with a comic book. To me, it's advantageous to try to do these things. And actually, I got a lot of uh, pushback because uh, people were like, oh, it's people talking about you, not your comics. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah, it's the brand. Otherwise. You got to sell the brand these days to sell your stuff. Totally. 200 plus backers on Kickstarter says otherwise, but okay. <laughs> but but they still came to your Kickstarter and commented, thus amplifying your page. The engagement, people don't realize rage still can bring revenue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, <laughs> well, you think about, you think about like, I grew up with YouTube, right? And then we're seeing people that are basically popping on YouTube or through memes or whatever. And then they're, they're kind of using that to get a, a career. You know, you look at a lot of actors that were from Vine. There are actors from Vine that are that are that are actors now. People from the internet that are actors now. You look at like Doja Cat. Doja Cat had a meme song, and then she now she's a super popular artist. You look at Lil Nas X, who like had like literally the most popular song of all time, and was able to follow up that success through trolling and memes. And it's a newer idea. And that's a, that I think that it's a new idea for people because some people feel like you should only be famous from selling comic books. I just want to be famous. I'll be honest, because the famousness I can leverage to do anything. Like I can do anything I want. So I'm really enjoying it. I had a video. I've been, I've been doing video essays. I wanted to be a YouTuber for a decade plus. And I had a video about the Velma TV show that got 17K views. And it was one of the happiest things. It's, it's one of the best things that's, that's happened to me recently, you know, because that was just, I just felt vindicated, you know? And also, to me, content creation is more sustainable than comic book creation. You think about a lot of the video essay things are single purchase, right? I buy a computer, I buy a mic, I buy editing software. Maybe I have to host some stuff somewhere. You think about a comic book, it's all new expenses. You know, everything costs money. You're constantly putting money in. So for me, yeah, like I said, like a content creator is like, okay, I have way less expenses. You know, maybe the money's not there as easily. That's stuff I got to figure out. But that's part of it for me is hopefully becoming a professional, just just making art, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Content creation is it's a it's a it's a hard route. But at the same time, as you mentioned it's a less expensive route in many, many cases, totally. Now, I've heard you talk before about when it comes to getting into comics, how a lot of creators need to kind of figure out their path. Are they going to mm. go pretty much just, I want to create what I want to create and put it out there? Or do I want to get somewhere with a publisher? You know, one route is the Kickstarters and things mm -hmm. like that. The other route is putting pitch packages together for major companies. But you seem like a guy to me that's going to definitely be trying for both. Yeah, no, exactly. And so I made a post. I made a post. I, I feel like you, I feel like you, you, <laughs> what's your Twitter handle, bro? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you see a lot of my tweets. So I made a post that was like, I forgot who I was. It was JD Calderon. And he was saying, would you rather be successful and completely independently hang on to all your IPs? You only work on your own stuff or, you know, successful that way or successful through a publisher you know what i'm saying like that maybe maybe they take a cut of your ip who knows right and i tweet this i'm like which one do you prefer and people were like why not both it's like well 
you idiot. You have a preference. If you don't have a preference, I don't know how you're going to make it. If you, you don't even know what you want with your career, give me the publisher. As I just stated, I want to be famous. Give me the leverage that comes with being a published, like having a publisher, right? If you're somebody who wants to have complete control of their IPs, they don't want to have anybody telling them what to do, then doing it, doing it independently makes sense. And the reason why it's important and it's an important question is because it confronts your biases and kind of makes you pick a direction. So the fact that people are like both, you failed. You, <laughs> there was only one wrong answer and it was both. And it's just, it's just people, I think, I think the problem with the, the, the comics, like it's probably, I mean, particularly Twitter, it's like, people are just so scared of like ruffling people's feathers and everybody has to, we're like nice to the point of banality. Like you can't answer a simple question. That's essentially, do you want to be independent or not? Like we can't, we can't answer that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, no, that, that's the thing. I think a lot of people are always trying to see if they can have the most broadest, uh, answer to these situations to see if they can stick their fingers in every pot, but eventually you're going to have to make a step in a certain direction. So I, I get that. That's part of the reason why I made your thoughts is because I wanted another, like the more series you make, the more swings at bat you have with a publisher, right? If you want to work with a publisher, you better get the pitching. You, you better be able to turn a series from a thought to a completed issue one in four months. If that's what you want to do, if you want to work with a publisher and you can do that multiple times with multiple IPs, you have a really good shot. If that's not your interest, then go all in on Kickstarter. Make a mailing list. Build a network. So it's it's just getting frustrated. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. I'm just I'm just Don't get frustrated. frustrated, man. Don't get These frustrated. These conversations should be so easy. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not. You know, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. The money yeah. don't know where it came from. So. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Man, so back to intrusive thoughts for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, you got uh, DNS as your artist here. Tell us a little bit about that collaboration. Is it is it very give and take with your artist, or is it very much like here's the script and that's it, or is there a lot of conversation throughout the process? When I made intrusive thoughts issue one, I'd only worked really with one artist on a long form series. I had only been making comic books for a year. I released my first comic book a year later when we started. The beautiful thing is that I've come become a drastically different creator now, seven months later than I did back then, which which is a good thing. Back then, I leaned on his experience and, and such, and, and he did a fantastic job. Now that my eye for talent is better, I have a better understanding of paneling. I have a better understanding of visual storytelling. Now I think it will become more of that 50-50 kind of collab. But general, generally speaking... I think I have my moments that I want to look like as close as possible. And then the other moments I'm like, what, you know, what do you think? And it kind of let the artist kind of bring their touch to it. Cause I mean, otherwise you have an artist that, that is good at something. Why not play to their strengths? Also something I don't, I don't know I brought, I brought up, but I wrote the script specifically for DNS and mine, which I, which I also feel like helped a lot. Yeah, no, definitely writing for your artists always is a, one step that you don't have to worry about. If you're writing to an artist's strengths already, totally, that works out. I just have to say about the art, my favorite panel is the the death with the giant switchblade instead of a scythe. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yes, that well, and and oh, that was my idea. That was my idea. So no, yeah, the, the it, because artists do so much heavy lifting vi visually. But when you can look at something and be like, yo, that was my idea. Like that's that's a that's a good feeling. 
and no, there's all kinds of great details and that, that actually that's going to be a plot point later. So that's, you know, pay attention to that. It's good. All it's right. good eye. So, yeah. So this is the first issue of a six issue story, correct? Mm-hmm. And are the plans for issue two and further doing more Kickstarters? You get new information every Kickstarter. My boy, Pat Shan taught, he, he said, he, he learned something with every new campaign. What I'm realizing for, for myself is that I have my my social media profile has increased which which is good but you needed to increase of course so this is a single issue that did really well you know looking at 5500 like comfortably 5500 now the question is okay do i do a double release how much am i going to be missing out doing a double release do, do i keep momentum going am i grabbing new people with every campaign am i am i retaining people for every campaign so i have a bunch of questions i need answered before I figure it out, but I'm trying to get every series I'm working on done as soon as possible because then you get to tell more stories, you know, you get more revenue, which means you get to work with more artists, et cetera. Yeah. Just keep getting it out there. Keep just putting it out there as fast as you can. Definitely. No wonder you're always tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's worth it. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be tired for an interview. I get to talk and I feel, I feel better. You know, I pressed, I pressed the power button. I got off work at seven today. And I got home at 7.40, hopped into the Discord with my mans, and then I pushed power on my laptop. I was dead tired, but now I'm feeling, I'm feeling good right now. That's <laughs> good, man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we can help you feel good because that's, that's really what it comes down to. And I know you got another interview coming up in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming on and talking with us. Uh, looking forward to people uh, checking out Intrusive Thoughts and uh, – also looking forward to whatever else you got coming down the pipe because you definitely seem like you got a lot of ideas there and I can't wait to see them get out to the people. I'm working on five different <laughs> comics <laughs> right now. So yeah, we're, we're, we're working. But thank you so much for having me. This was a fantastic interview and, and thank you. No problem, man. Have yourself a great night. Absolutely. So this has been another episode of Back Issue Bloodbath Petula. Where can people find you? At inatif.com on Twitter. Hi, and spoutable now, whatever, at obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-A-T, and here with you. And uh, Anthony, where can people find you? At Stokes the Writer on Twitter, uh, Super Comic Bros on YouTube. There you go. And of course, you can find everything I do over at geekardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath, where we post the new episode every week. Of course, the easiest way to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Back Issue Bloodbath is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. And when you're done that, take a moment for yourself. Breathe. Tell those voices in your head to go away. And then once you feel comfortable, go out and tell your friend about Back Issue Bloodbath. Because you always got to be selling. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. He's a real I've been... <laughs> 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 Have yourself a good. <laughs>